0: The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker.
1: Afternoon now at this stage and time to say, uh, time to say good afternoon to Alice Chow. Alice Chow, how are you? Uh, it's Brian Redmond here. Time to talk cats. Um, uh, how are you keeping, Alice?
2: I'm good. How about
1: you? Yeah, generally very, very good. I have to say, I mean, I've been telling people this morning that you'll be joining us. We've got lots of questions coming in for you. All sorts of bits and pieces Lovely. related to pooing on gardens and lawns mm. and everything else as well. Uh, but I wanted to start because at this time of year, we're starting just about to experience a little bit of a change in temperatures. Um, cat mm. hair. Talk to me about the oh. problems associated with that
2: yeah uh as the weather getting warmer and warmer we probably will start to notice more shedding <laughs> Um i'm experiencing this problem myself at the moment i don't know why i wear black anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much hair on your clothes and everything and this um, there's not a lot we can do. obviously, you you can have the lean roll of your own clothes and all that But I think one of the things that we don't talk about enough is grooming cats. People talk a lot about grooming dogs because some of the dogs need to be groomed regularly for the health reasons. We don't talk grooming cats as much for some reason and i do encourage people to brush their cats regularly if it's long hair cat should be brushed daily that will really help your clothes and also um it's a good way for you to find out how your cat normal looks like because if you're touching them every day you know what normal looks like and then when something abnormal happens, you'll be the first to notice
1: Okay, so in terms of actually keeping them um, in good health, it could have that help as well because hands-on checking them in the same way we check lots of other things as well. Um, At this time of year, cats obviously have uh, that reputation for being extremely clean. We see them grooming themselves, licking away behind all sorts of bits and pieces right throughout the year. But actually, when they're losing their hair, when they're molting and stuff like that, Is there a greater danger of them having problems with four balls if they're grooming themselves the whole time
2: absolutely so like most of the time it's kind of like a cat is like a cell cleaning uh mechanism so that the hair ball will come up no problem most of the time but i know do notice that with aging or sometimes like every cat is individual some cats might have more difficulty to get the hairball come up. And I've seen cases that, you know, they basically can't get it come up and you end up with a vet visits. So that takes me back to why grooming is important because you're taking some of it off already. That way the amount of hairball can be minimized a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'll help them with the grooming side of it as well. Is there any danger to cats with hairballs if they don't, you know, cough them up or whatever it is that they do?
2: Normally, it should pass uh, either one way or the other, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, some cats do need more help. And uh, will, will this become a health problem? Yes, absolutely. I've seen cats that actually need to be, you know, bored that get actually stuck to the point that need surgical removal. But Now, that's very, very rare now um there's also like hairball uh you know lubrication gel thing that will help them uh, somewhat like they they taste lovely i've been told i'm not a cat but i presume you're talking taste about taste the
1: like gel the skin now skin and not the hairball itself alice
2: <laughs> yes the gel uh like they have different the chicken favor fish favor for some cats, they need that and it will help them as well. So, but of course, obviously any of these uh, supplements and whatever, you need to check with your vets before trying it at home.
1: And Alice, if, if you have a cat at home that's um, trying to get a hairball up, so to speak, uh, and they seem to be struggling, like how worried should you be or what signs should you be looking out for? But maybe this is something that um, they might need some of that beautifully flavoured gel to help with or possibly even a, a stronger intervention
2: i would like i get this question all the time from clients uh, i would suggest if it's been going on for numbers of days and you do see your cat struggling and more importantly if you see that appetite is being affected they're not eating as much they don't look generally you know they generally look off that's when you have to call your vet
1: okay and, and obviously at that stage you do so quite quickly and um, when it comes to then uh, that th- th- those fur balls how often i, I don't have a cat alice so i'm really quite interested to know how often do cats cough up those four balls
2: yeah so again it, this is why it takes that back to talking about the grooming aspects if you're doing a good job it might not be very regular um especially long hair if you're not grooming regularly enough it could happen quite often because obviously long hair you know they're just more hair is a matter of physics with short hair cats, it could be going months with nothing. Like, you know, yeah. just uh, speaking from my own experience. Um, so, it depends on many factors. And they, I, I also noticed that it depends on the way you set up your heating at home <laughs> as well. If you have a very warm house, that will also affect how much they're losing their hair. So, there are many things at play here. This is why, you know, knowing your cat's normal, it's so important because then, when you notice something is not normal, then at least you know what's normal. Otherwise, you don't know how you don't know the benchmark. You see.
1: And um, a couple of different texts and messages coming in, quite a few people messaging different bits and pieces. So I wanted to start with this one because it's sort of related to the changing of the seasons as well. Uh, New kitten came into the house just before the winter, growing, loving life indoors. But as the light starts to get brighter into the evenings, they they seem to be showing an interest in what's going on outside. Is it too early at seven or eight months to be letting a new kitten go outside?
2: first of all we need to make sure the kittens are neutered at this stage because they're absolutely ready <laughs> ready to make babies at the age of seven eight months so uh, people don't think about it because they still look like a baby to us but they are ready they're fertile and ready to go so this is very very important particularly if they are showing extreme interest to go outside they're out to look f- for a partner <laughs> i can tell you that so and um, in relation to is it even after neutering, is, is it too early to go outside or not? It really depends on individual cases, like how much are you living in urban settings or country setting? How much space do you have outside? Uh, are you on the main road? There are loads of safety concerns to factor into the decision-making. Um, obviously, can't need to be vaccinated if they are going outside. And on top of that, I. Have a strong belief that you should have a few training under your belt before doing that. I know loads of people don't do that, but it just I I feel a strong opinion on this because I think you need to at least get the cat to understand the names. Uh, they need to understand they when they're called, they need to come back in, and also at what time dinner is served, (laughs) so that they will come back uh reliably. And uh, that takes us to talk about the training conversations that we had last time. Yeah. And I mean, oh. is,
1: is it is it how quickly could you train a cat that maybe is seven or eight months old who's not being used to being outside to, you know, not just disappear at the front door one day and never come back? I mean, yeah. and what what steps would you suggest that people take?
2: First of all, the first step is you can't even know your name. Um it comes to a surprise to me is there are still cases where the cat doesn't know their name, even living with people for a long time. So that would be the first thing to do is at least your cat need to you know their names. And then the second thing I would do is make sure that they would come when called. And with that, you, it's actually not as complicated as people imagine it to be. In a two three weeks' time, you can train your cat to come when called oh. if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, also to check, to make sure that they understand that wh- what time dinner is served, then by then they will reliably come back at the dinner time. So yeah. that, that all of this can be done in two or three weeks.
1: They're quite clever. Um, a question, going back to the fur balls, uh, question for the yes. cat expert, and that's obviously you, not me. Is it true <laughs> that a spoonful of butter can help furballs?
2: um i heard about that around you know in the universe of internet obviously some kind of lubrication any form of oily matter but i would be worried about butter because i would want you to speak with your vet to to make sure that it's okay with your particular cat. like have lactose intolerance so with butter i'll be a little bit worried about that so i recommend to check with your vet
1: Okay, so check with the vets with stuff like that. Um, Next question for you. Um, It's a couple of people actually asking the same question, and we'll see if you can answer both. We'll go with your area of expertise first of all. Um, Cats pooing on my lawn, how do I stop them?
2: Mm. It is extremely difficult um, because here's the thing there are things that cats do that are natural and doesn't mean it's acceptable in human civilization. So, this is what I keep constantly telling people. Some of the stuff they do is na- natural in the world of nature, but it doesn't mean it's acceptable in the human civilization and human settlement that we live in. Yeah, so we need to find a happy compromise, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is both happy with cats and happy for human if it is not your own cat that keep coming uh you know you some form of deterrent could be helpful for example every time if you see cat coming into a garden making loud noises would help or um you know having flashy lights could also help because they don't like fleshy lights that have certain movement i've also seen some people try filling up giant bo- water bottle
1: does that work alice my grandmother god rest her used to do that two liter bottles empty two liter bottles particularly of seven up you know the clear plastic one and um, she was quite yes. fond of leaving them around the garden but i'd still occasionally see her running up and down waving the tea towel so i'm not quite sure it's as effective as she hoped it would be
2: you probably need to put a lot because you need to make sure that there's light reflection every in every angle when the cat comes in. And also, uh, another thing is, I think this is not being talked about enough is actually find out who owns the cat, and then having a conversations with them Okay. because i have on this another side of the table is the um the cat owner actually become my client because they they don't want to bother the neighbor there are loads of lovely people out there okay <laughs> <laughs> they actually come to me and say hey listen i don't want to bother my neighbor anymore but like obviously i can't control what my cat does when they are outside is there some way i can solve the problem yeah so they, the, there are ways that, as the cat owner, there's ways that we can do, like make sure they po- provide with enough litter tray, and maybe come to a happy compromise with your neighbor, and uh, not to let the, your cat out front, and you can let your cat out on the back, and you. you know, there's a lot of logistic that we can, we Thank can come you. up with uh, by talking to your neighbors. Okay,
1: Alice. The next question I've got for you is uh, from a caller from Callan, who's joined us on the show. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good Aye. morning, Brian. I'm good, thank you. you Just keep... a very quick question for that lady. Well, Alice is
1: there listening away. Go ahead.
0: Thank yeah, you, go Alice, ahead. For... Oh, I have a very old cat and she's not really able to groom herself.
2: So mm. her, hair is...
0: her fur is getting a bit matted. So I wonder what what I could... I do try combing it or grooming it. She doesn't like it much. She's very good now, but um, she—I d- just wondering—have you any, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, how old is the cat? Well, that's a good question because she was a stray. She was fully grown, and she kept came coming looking for food. And she didn't—she didn't belong to her. She was dropped off or something. She must be—I have her about fifteen years anyway. Wow.
2: Oh, wow. OK. Now, at that stage, we're talking about comfort level because, you know, basically just imagine we're dealing with an elderly person is about having comfort measure. So it's the equivalent of that. Um if she allows it, you know, if there's mats is probably more humane, I dare say that, to cut off the chumps of matt instead of trying and trying, and trying to paw her hair. That's one thing. Number two is I would like for you to check with the vet in relation to her pain level. Because if she doesn't like to be touched, sometimes it could be a case of osteoarthritis. Uh, you know, she's just feeling stiff if you ever touch her and yeah. she just, be- that's, that way she's pulling away. Is Cats are so good at hiding their pain and discomfort. So the fact that she doesn't yeah. particularly like people to touch her, I'll be a little worried that there's some sort of chronic low-key pain, but she can't tell you that. She-
1: okay. So uh, uh-huh. th- that sounds like a, a good balanced piece of advice there because I mean, um, Alice suggested w- listen, then, would you be up for cutting off a little bit of the clumps if they're too painful to? to... I,
0: did, I did and I, I succeeded. She's actually, she's brilliant. she's very patient and I know when she yields to, you know. Yeah. And I did get off a few of them.
1: So that helped a little bit. Well, Alice suggesting also maybe go and check out, uh, just bring her for a little general checkup, I'd say, as well. Um, it, uh, well sorry, what's the cat's name? Misty. Misty the cat. Well, we're oh, wishing lovely. Misty the cat well. Thanks for joining us. We hope that helps. Alice, uh, If you know a cat that's already, you know, being with that lady for 15 years, it's, it's given yeah. a life of love and attention. Uh, how old do cats generally live to be?
2: This is a good question. Actually, you know, within even within my career of 14 years doing this job, I see the longevity growing in front of me because of modern medicine. They they just tend to live longer and longer. And this is why uh, another passion of mine is to talk to people about elderly care because there's just so many elderly cats out there in the world. And people tend to forget that, you know, a cat that you say I've experienced. Cats that are over the age of twenty. Over that would be like 20. human equivalent a like ninety. Yes, that would be like human equivalent like a ninety-year-old grandma. <laughs> so you know, she, when it,
1: it comes to pension women, age, she's yeah. Uh, Misty is already well pensioned age. Um, <laughs> uh, have have you started collecting Misty's pension? Have you been down to the post office to check if there's a couple of quid knocking around I for her?
0: Tried- but
1: they refused. Oh well, no well, there must be somebody out there who can give her a little bit of help. And in terms of you know, you've had her for fifteen years. Um, yeah. She must have given you so much love and affection over that time. Oh, she's
0: beautiful. She's she's the queen of the house. I tell you.
1: <laughs> you've uh, you've passed on that crown to her, have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. long live Misty! And uh, thanks for bringing us that sort of. I uh, uh, hope we were so able to help.
0: Thank you, Brian.
1: No problem. You're very, very welcome. Alice, Thanks Misty, for calling. as we've heard now, Misty, the queen of the house at this stage.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, they do live longer and longer these days. Just wonderful to see.
1: Well, wonderful to see, wonderful to talk to you, and wonderful to see so many people coming in with those questions. Alice Chow, the cat lady, um, thank you very much for joining us. Our expert on uh, the world of felines today on the Casey Daily. Alice, we'll talk to you again in the next few weeks.
2: Sure. Looking forward to it.
1: Take care. Bye bye. The KCLOR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart
0: speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.